Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. I'm your host, Manny G, joined, as always, by Andy. What's up, dude? Hey, Manny. Hi. This is the first time I speak to you since your arrival from the great state of Florida. How yes. was your trip down there? It was great. Fantastic. Yeah. I got mm -hmm. my feet a nice little tan. Great. We talked chased... about <laughs> we talked about the unevenness of your uh, tan. I was really a, concerned it's a about part it. of my uh, it's part of my job, man. I gotta wear shoes. <laughs> yes, my legs get sun. Do you have to wear shoes? Don't. Well, Do you have to wear shoes. They Maybe? don't let me wear sandals because if they did, I probably would not. But it'd be an option. <laughs> but you'd have a better tan on your feet. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was good. It was fun. I had a great time with my family, with my wife and my nice. three boys. They're uh -huh. getting super big. We had a great time. Nice, dude. Great. How was the weather down there? Uh, it was perfect. It was perfect weather. It rained for like half a day once. Mm -hmm. It was really great. And dude, I just wanted to like disconnect to just totally, because I'm always so busy. So I just yeah. wanted to be free. And what I did instead of that, I installed like a dozen different mobile games <laughs> and played a bunch of them and hated all of them. Yes. And yeah, it was a complete total wow. waste of my time. Now I am back home with a proper, with a proper console. You're, you're, you're back home, uh, properly indoctrinated into the mi microtransaction world. <laughs> so now you're going to be like, oh, yeah, man, throw them into all the games. Dude, let me tell you the state of RPGs on the phone. Oh no. A lot of them are just like, they have this auto combat auto quest option. So mm. your character is literally going from quest giver to quest giver, completing objectives, doing all your combat moves and everything all automatically. So what I'm doing is that I have all these little notifications that pop up of little rewards you get every two seconds. So I'm yeah. clicking this to collect these materials and I'm clicking this for this reward. And I'm, I'm constantly just managing all this inventory while my character is playing itself. It is garbage, a garbage yeah. experience. Oh dude, that sucks, man. Yeah. You know, I, I know I've played one or two, uh, RPGs yeah. and they look Minus the, the microtransactions and all the auto-complete stuff. Like, they would be really good experiences, I feel like. Some of them have mm -hmm. a lot of promise, man. And But, uh, and you know what? I take it back. They're not RPGs, the ones I played. They're the the RTS-style games? Sure. Yes, those. Um, but, uh, but like you said, man, after a while, you're like, man, I'm not going to wait, you know, 72 hours to... Mm -hmm have this thing ready you know like no i'm gonna go play an actual game on a console so yeah Dude, and the other thing is that i was looking at i had a, i had a i had a youtube andy 
Okay. YouTube is crazy. YouTube's great. Because YouTube reminded me how much I wanted to play Black Desert Online. Oh, no. It, it's a PC game. It came to Xbox uh, earlier in the year, and it's coming to mobile at the end of the year. So I was watching videos. I'm like, man, uh-huh. I've got to play this game. Yeah. So I, I came home yesterday late. Uh-huh. I installed it. And I didn't want to play the division because I would get all wrapped up and then, but I had a bunch of stuff to do. So I'm like, I'll just do this, see what happens. I played it for like, I was in character creation for like an hour, uh-huh. just making my character because it is so detailed. Yeah. And then I start playing it and it's like all the movement and everything. It is designed to make me motion sick. Oh no. I'm like, no, this is oh, awful. That's I was so mad. It was it's kind of um it's not optimized really well. The frame rate sucks. Yeah. So yeah. I just sent an email to Microsoft requesting a refund. That part okay. of my life is uh is done. It's oh. over. Well, look, I, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I part of me is having like a little sigh of relief because <laughs> So I'm yeah. like, no, I don't want to play this game. I'm not playing this game. <laughs> Turns out I'm not. <laughs> no, that, that itch has been scratched. Good. And um, yeah, we'll see how the wow. mobile mobile version goes at the end of the year. Okay. And okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll probably be too busy playing Diablo Immortal. Oh, yeah. To be there playing you go. Else on my there you go. Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> dude, enough about me, man. What about you? What have you done man. this week? Well, dude, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm at the point in the division where everything has just really slowed down, right? Um, I would prefer if you lied to me. No. Well, no, no. I'm not. That, and that's not to say that I'm not having fun. It's just uh-huh, that there's uh-huh. really not a whole lot more for me to do aside from just really perfecting my my uh, my builds. Um, mm-hmm. I have yeah. an AR build that's, I think, really where I want it to be for the most part. Uh, and an LMG build that I managed to like demolish because I guess I focused too hard on my uh, AR build. And I probably, what I'm sure happened is I grabbed some of the uh, either perks or attributes from my LMG gear and yeah. rolled it into my AR gear. Oh no. And so, yeah, now my LMG gear is like my, you know, I had a 377 build and it's not a 377 anymore. So, oh no, uh, you're supposed to uh, make those your favorites so you don't. Yeah, no, I did. I, yes, and I did. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, at least two pieces <laughs> I unfavorited so that I could put them oh, into my yeah. air build. Like, the, <laughs> the trade off was that my AR build is like really nice dude it, it's yeah. melting uh named nice, in high dude. ends and all that stuff but but now i have to go find uh lmg gear which is like fine i have got something to do but aside from that man just uh and that's really been like maybe an hour at night it, you know with you not there it's really not a whole lot for me to do so i the good thing is i've uh really like doubled down on on this reading uh i'm like five times through the material i'm just hoping i don't lay a big old stinker on test day but oh, uh, but yeah. it's been good. It's been good. I'm learning a whole lot uh, here pretty soon. One more month, Manny. One more month. One more month. And this will be all behind us. Well, you know, we're waiting for a big update with the division. So it's uh-huh. kind of a good time to, oh, yeah. to kind of slow down a little bit. For sure. For sure. But what do we got this week, man? Andy, we have an action-packed show with all kinds of stuff. Wow. I feel like we should insert, like, you know, the comic book bang pals in here and all that. Let's do it. You know what I'm talking about? Bang, boom. Pow, 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 pow. 
<laughs> is that is that doing right? I don't know. All right, Andy, let's go, man. Let's do the it. first story is about Nintendo. Nintendo confirms that they will not be announcing any hardware at E3 oh. 2019. Wah, wah. I know. We all thought they would, too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, there's been so much talk about, you know, their high-end one and their, their I guess, their bargain bin one and all this other stuff. But I guess we have to wait. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Nintendo's president uh, tells Bloomberg, as a general rule, we're always working on new hardware and we will announce it when we're able to sell it. Mm-hmm. But he says we will have no plans or sorry, we have no plans to announce anything at E3 in June. Hmm. Well, there you go. Confirmed from the president's mouth. Boo. I was really hoping to hear about the new switch that is rumored because I want a switch. You want a fancy switch though. I do. I want one with a built-in fan. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> <laughs> and like all you kinds want a of drone cool switch yeah, oh man that would be amazing <laughs> yes yeah i i really do want to switch like i'm i think about it at least once a week yeah <laughs> oh dude it's great it's very it's super awesome you know i think and then also depending on how this whole game pass or not is it was it game pass that they were going to throw in there yeah there was rumors of microsoft incorporating some kind of app that will allow some kind of game pass <sighs> integration we're not too sure about details there mm. whether or not that's come 100 true we just don't know and we we probably will know at e3 this year but yeah, yeah. that'd be sick oh, well it's gonna be cool you're gonna have to buy two one for your kids and one for you <laughs> i'll sell um i'll sell my cat my cat's gonna be worth something right yeah a, a nice uh switch yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, this is super exciting, Andy. Oh, gosh. BlizzCon tickets are on sale starting May the 4th. There's also a second day where they're going to be going on sale. I believe that's the 9th, but I could Hmm. be wrong there. BlizzCon is in December, and the tickets are starting at, are you ready? $229 a ticket. That's a lot of switches right there, buddy. Oh, man. (laughs) That's almost a whole switch. (laughs) (laughs) BlizzCon tickets, their prices have been going up, seems like almost every year, but Andy, I have always wanted to go to BlizzCon, Mm -hmm. like for like over a dozen years, I've been wanting to go to BlizzCon. Yeah. But that's a lot of money. Yeah, no, it sounds like you're going to have to wait a dozen more, buddy. BlizzCon has lost a lot of its appeal, Mm -hmm. and there is this really cool show that I have always listened to. It's called The Instance with Scott Johnson. It is a World of Warcraft mm-hmm. podcast, so you don't have to. That's the mm-hmm. tagline. Okay. I haven't played Warcraft in a while, but I listen to the show every week. I really love Scott. I love uh, Garrett Weinzerl. He's on there too. And uh, some other guys jump on there every once in a while, like Patrick Beja jumps in there once in a while. It's a great show, and Scott Johnson is really good friends with Chris Metzen. Chris Metzen was a part of Blizzard since almost the very beginning, and he's a storyteller, man. And most of Blizzard's IPs, the the heart and soul of the story for whether it's Diablo, Warcraft, Starcraft, that all came from the mind of Chris Metzen. Mm -hmm. And he's gone. He retired. 
he's not there anymore. He's only like 45, <laughs> but he retired, oh, man. Yeah. And uh, so anyways, on the instance, Scott is interviewing him. He had this three-part interview recently. And Chris kind of um, talks a lot about his experience at Blizzard and how so much of that storytelling was tied into his real life. And honestly, since he's been gone, it has been my feeling that Blizzard storytelling has been like missing something for a while. Mm -hmm. And these podcasts kind of, they kind of like confirmed my suspicions, you know, when Chris Metzen left, I think that the soul of Blizzard storytelling left as well, mm -hmm. which is crazy, but that's, that's what it seems like has happened. So the hype for Blizzard, all that, just to say the hype for BlizzCon for me, it's kind of died quite a bit. Yeah. I don't play yeah. any Blizzard games anymore, but Andy, well, if you want to spend more than $230, you could spend $550 on a ticket. Why would you do that? Because you get better parking, Andy, oh, and gosh. you also get some, some, <laughs> there's some exclusive activities there at BlizzCon you can take part of. Amazing. Mm -hmm. But why spend $550 when you could spend $750 and gain access to a benefit dinner and meet some Blizzard devs? with like hot pockets and Golly. <laughs> you know it's like that it's gonna be it's probably like the fire festival did you ever did you ever hear about that one the big party they were gonna throw out on an island which ended up being like <laughs> the, no the, yeah the vip tents were like uh uh the fema tents that they put up for like whenever there's hurricanes or <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was bad <laughs> so that's what i'm envisioning here blizzard's 750 dollar like oh vip gosh. pass gets you the the fema tents there out of go. control dude that's <laughs> that's crazy blizzcon oh, is a money maker for them so they mm. are going to be looking at making a lot of money well so anyways see. i probably will watch blizzcon again as i do just about every year with their virtual ticket well look, i'm just not as excited as i once was i can think of one thing that would make them a lot of money and there, mm -hmm. here's a hint. It has nothing to do with mobile gaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, dude. Yeah. You're um, absolutely right. But why do that when you can throw a, an awesome BlizzCon party, Manny? Exactly. Why would you, <laughs> why would you give people what they want? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Next up. All right. James Olin mm. becomes the head of a new studio. Ooh. Who's James Olin, Andy? Well... Here we go, buddy. You ready? Let's do it. James Olin retired from Bioware. That's a pregnant pause, Manny. Okay. I think people know what that pause is for. <laughs> <laughs> retired from Bioware last year after a 22-year career in role-playing game design, serving as the lead designer and creative director for landmark hits like Boulder's Gate, Neverwinter Nights, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, and Dragon Age Origins. He went into the laptop industry, founding... Tabletop. Arc oh, I'm sorry. Ugh. <laughs> He's designing Lenovo laptops now. My bad. My <laughs> eyeballs are reading way too fast. Here we go. One okay. more time. He went into the, tab <laughs> the tabletop industry, founding Arcanum Worlds, but it looks like he isn't done with video games just yet. Uh, today, Wizards of the Coast announced that it tapped Olin to open a new studio in Austin, Texas. That's here, Manny. Yeah. Uh, it will focus. It, it will focus on the create. You know what else is here? What's Stu that? Uh, stupid Biowares. Bio uh, 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. It will focus on the creation of new intellectual property. It won't be working on Dungeons and Dragons or Magic the Gathering. So don't expect a Baldur's Gate 3 or a new D&D video game. James is probably (laughs) responsible for half of my favorite games of all time. So we're giving him space to imagine new worlds and, and characters that he'd like to explore. Whether that's RPGs, novels, board games, video games, we think James is the perfect choice to build new brands outside of our core franchises. Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering. Wizards of the Coast President Chris Cox said over email to GamesBeat. There you go, Manny. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it that is. That is exciting. It's really cool that you have the uh, reputation to be able to get someone, anyone, to give you uh, probably all the money that you want and then say, oh, dude, just whatever you want to make. Just make make an awesome thing like you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Good. man. Should it be a video game? Oh, yeah. Or a book or, you know, oh, table whatever. Tops. Yeah, a board game. <laughs> whatever you feel like making. Yeah. You like to make yeah, fine dude. watches? We don't care. <laughs> dude, with, yeah, man. Look at what he's done, dude. Boulder's yeah. Gate, Neverwinter Nights, Old Republic. Yeah. Dragon Age. Some awesome stuff there, man. Not, Anthem was not on that list, but... No, it wasn't. <laughs> How crazy. Yeah, right? Yeah, I know. Bioware, poor Bioware. They have been bleeding oh my quality gosh. employees for yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And James is just another one who probably could have done some great work for Bioware with Anthem mm-hmm. and the coming Dragon Age. But, yeah. well, someone else has his we attention get to get now. We some, uh, something, something. We don't know what yet, but something. No, I, I, I would like to think it's an RPG game, mm-hmm. and it's sad that he that they basically said don't expect anything from like D and D. But I don't know. Maybe there will be some kind of cool D and D RPG for your console and computer, no. for your mobile phone. Mm. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping for some cool stuff, but we probably won't hear anything for several years I bet. Oh, wow yeah yeah well yeah. good it'll give it time to cook yes absolutely but that's an austin so i thought uh i thought you'd like that andy yeah bud dude everything cool is in austin well almost everything almost. <laughs> except my cat yeah your cat's not here that sucks <laughs> yeah. next up respawn delays its new titanfall game to focus that team on Apex Legends. Oh, man. Man, that, uh, anyway, let's read the story and then we'll talk about it. Sounds good. All right. From GameSpot, it appears Respawn's current Titanfall project and plans on all future Titanfall games have been delayed. Previously scheduled for later this year, Apex Legends executive producer Drew McCoy announced plans for all future Titanfall games, uh, have been delayed so that Respawn can better focus on future seasons for Apex Legends. Uh, Regarding other games in development at Respawn, it is important to understand that there are entirely separate development teams working on Apex Legends and Star Wars Fallen Order, McCoy wrote in a blog post. Additionally, in order to fully support Apex Legends, we are pushing out plans for future Titanfall games. No resources from the Apex Legends teams are being shifted to other titles in development here at the studio, nor are we pulling resources from the team working on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. 
that uh i mean i guess it makes sense right if uh if apex has been as successful as um you know we've heard uh, mm-hmm. I know here recently, uh, no, I I don't know. From my YouTube feed, it seems that <laughs> Apex uh, is maybe hitting a bit of a of a, a rocky road in terms of um, their you know their player numbers. Yes. Um. But so you know, it makes sense that they're gonna maybe focus on that for a little bit. Just you know, tweak it, get into a place where maybe it's a little more stable. But it sounds like you know, right now, Apex and even Fortnite, like both of those games. Like, you, you know, I mean, in, in, you know, YouTube is, uh, you know, it's a little bit like uh, the National the, the National Enquirer, if that's <laughs> even still a thing. It's the Wild West, man. Yeah, dude. It's like, oh, my God, Fortnite is dying. Apex Legends is dying. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> both of them apparently are on life support right now. But my guess is that uh, both of those games have a very healthy player base. And uh yeah. I mean, Apex, their viewership has been waning on Twitch, mm-hmm. and people typically see that as a sign of interest dropping. Yeah. But they admit that their first Battle Pass wasn't all that great, their first season, whatever. Mm-hmm. And people are demanding that they treat it like Epic treats Fortnite, where they're doing these weekly updates and stuff. But yeah. Respawn said, hey, we can't do that. We're not going to do that. And they actually said, why? Mm-hmm. They said that they don't want to put that stress on their team. You can't just throw more money at a problem like that sometimes. Yeah. So they've decided, hey, we're not developing this like Epic develops Fortnite. This is a different game. And we're not going to be working our employees 100-hour work weeks just so people can have constantly new content. Yeah, yeah. But they do know that they need to put more resources to make the Battle Pass better for people. Because it was a bit underwhelming from what we saw. But hey, yeah. they're planning for the future, and it looks like Titanfall is going to have to be delayed. Well, that yeah, that's a that's a real bummer. Um, although there's a lot in here in terms of you know what they're telling us, right? They're saying that uh, they're push they're pushing out plans for future Titanfall games, plural, right? Yeah. Um, so it seems like I mean, if there's if there is if we can maybe find a silver lining in here it seems like that you know titanfall at least has done well enough for them that they're planning on future versions of that game plural right and that's one one thing like for me as a fan of that universe more so the original right not that i didn't like the second one it's just you know the second one came out at the worst time right destiny was a Mm -hmm. thing that was kind of the focus of my gameplay i've never really been great at multiplayers but there are like titanfall was such a special game when it came out so different from everything else that was out there it felt really good to shoot um the story was good right it was a multiplayer game there wasn't really a a campaign mode but it was still still had a good story and so you know, it was super exciting to see them put out such a great game for their second game. But then it was kind of heartbreaking to see it fall on such hard times because of the release that it had when it was released. You know, it wasn't, I guess, received as a super huge commercial success. Yeah, if it got I'm really overlooked, that, right? Right. Yeah. So although like critically, people loved it. Right. And it was mm-hmm. a great campaign mode and the... um 
you know, the multiplayer was, you know, you know, just a, a, a step forward in what they already had. So it was just kind of like, man, what's going to happen with this game, you know? And then also the release, if you'll recall, they they gave all of their stuff away, right? There was no um there was no uh season pass for that game. So they yeah, yeah, gave right. you all of the maps and all of the content. I know it, it did have microtransactions, but that was like one of the that was when they started to kind of you know, games started kind of go away from the microtransaction and and just kind of say, hey, all that content is going to be for free. You just pay for the game. Um, so I like that a lot about the the you know the game and and respawn. You know, that I'm just a huge fan. So to to see them still thinking about supporting that universe is exciting to me. I do think that this is not like a huge deal because mm-hmm. we didn't really know anything about mm-hmm. any new Titan fall game. Right. Just yeah. that they, it was in development. Yes. So it's not a huge deal, I think. And who knows like where they are as far as development goes with the Titanfall game. So mm-hmm. and like you said, games, right? Multiple. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's good for Apex players. There's a lot of people who still play the game who really, really like it. And it's good news for them seeing that Respawn says, hey, the Battle Pass wasn't great. We're going to do better, but we can't do it super frequently. You know, so it's good. It it helps it helps response customers to have a proper expectation of what to what they're able to see in the future. Um, but it also gives them something to look forward to that the next season pass is going to be something better than this one. So right, yeah, that's good. And they were pretty quick to point out that they're they're not taking any resources away from the uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Right, the Jedi game. That's also I think that's good news. You know, yeah, yeah. That's still set for. Uh, release later this year and i think that's yeah i think that's actually great news because we we know a lot about it we just heard about it from star wars celebrations Mm -hmm. so yeah still something to look forward to from respawn very cool very cool speaking about delays andy Mm. oh let's talk about uh (laughs) let's talk about our good friends over at bioware oh yeah (laughs) you know before we get into this, I do yeah. feel like I get the sense that people like we've come full circle with this in terms of, you know, the, what we see on YouTube, the content creators and all that stuff. Even mm-hmm. people that bash this game yeah. are kind of at the point where like, wow, this is this is really bad. You know, like we don't <laughs> have to like they don't have to uh-huh. um, uh, exaggerate anything like now it's a more like a somber kind of like wow man this is this is rough we don't know if this game's gonna make it where before it was like the sky is falling and you know all this you know now it's uh, like oh my gosh the sky is falling like the sky really (laughs) is falling so um anyway let's read the story and then we'll talk about it so anthem releases new content Mm -hmm. but they delay their entire roadmap yeah which is pretty crazy. So this mm-hmm. is from Reddit. It's a post by both Ben and Chad. Those are two of the developers. Mm-hmm. And they talk about their game update 1.1.0. That went live and they released a new stronghold called the Sunken Cell. Mm-hmm. And they also gave you the opportunity to access the forge from anywhere in the world, mm-hmm. which is basically like accessing your inventory. Right. Right. Just a normal thing. Just something that should be Already every mobile game that I played, Andy, that does, does, 
you could access the inventory anywhere. Yeah. It was amazing. I felt like, like it was a holiday. It was so cool. <laughs> Anyways, you can do that now in Anthem. Yes. You also have the ability to launch an expedition from the end of an expedition menu without loading into Fort Tarsus. You also have access to contracts without having to run around mm -hmm. and pick them up in the city. Mm -hmm. A couple of really good quality of life features, I think, that um, they just needed to be in there, right? Yeah, right. Exactly right. So, I don't know. I, have you played the sunken cell, Andy? Or have you heard about anything there? I know Alex was talking about it a bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, not from any of our gaming adventure friends. Mm -hmm. um, but I did catch a uh, a YouTube video that mentioned that the uh, the stronghold was a fun stronghold. There were some mechanics in there and it was, you know, it was uh, it was a nice improvement, uh, something different. But um, but outside of that, I haven't heard really a whole lot. I think that the, the problem is that the game is in such a state mm -hmm. that um, even the people that that have stuck by it, that were creating content, putting out builds, and, and all that stuff, have you know the focus of those channels has has really changed, you know, um, into like, well, yeah, you know, we have all this stuff, and then, you know, it's great, but these are the things that we need, you know, and um, yeah. I think people have gotten to a point where they have accepted that the game is going to take a long time if hopefully if it continues to be supported um it's gonna it's gonna be a no man's sky you know it's gonna be a situation where it's gonna take probably a year uh of them not putting out like little uh media um yeah blurbs out there like hey we've mm -hmm. got this thing we've got it's just you know shut it down everybody's gonna hammer you people are gonna leave in droves but hopefully what you have uh, on the other side will bring a lot of people back. And I, that's where I am. That's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I mean, it's great that they're putting out all this, these quality of life fixes. Uh, I was there for 100 hours through the worst of the game and I had a great time. You know, I'm not going to yeah. badmouth the game at all. Uh, for me, the reasons for stopping were purely driven by uh, the fact that I had everything that I that I needed for the most part. Uh, one of their earlier updates broke my loot drops. And so I just realized that there was really no reason for me to continue playing because I wasn't getting uh, like in, in uh, the division, right? We just mentioned I'm at the point mm -hmm. where I'm tweaking my build. I feel like that's probably where I, where I am in Anthem uh, also, except minus the fact that I'm getting any loot. There's no loot to speak of in that game. Yeah, uh, there's no crazy. way to farm the gear that I want, right? It is purely random chance, and it's a very low drop rate. So it's just not. Uh, I don't want to do that, right? I feel like this game has the best chance, uh, as far as me as a consumer, uh, if I stop playing it and then I come back when it is fixed, and then that way I can pick up where I left off. The loot hopefully is fixed. The systems are fixed, and it's a super fun experience right uh, because i think mm -hmm. for those of us that have played i think you'll even agree uh there is something there right as as chaotic as the development of this game has been there's something there and uh and if if they if 
they give themselves the opportunity and the patience uh, to fix it, then maybe it'll be great. But um, but until it is, man, I don't think uh, there are just way too many other uh, experiences out there that I can be a part of. I think that they need to publicly kind of admit defeat in one way, mm-hmm. but not only to just say it. I think they need to say it, and I think they need to also say we're going away mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. And you're not going to hear from us again until we have something to give. Yeah. For me, like I, I played it. I didn't even get to max level. Mm-hmm. I finished the story. And the longer time went on, the more I realized how much was cut from the game simply because they didn't have time to create it. Yeah. And the more I began to compare my experience to the original trailers from 2017 E3, the more I realized that the game was kind of a a shell of what was promised. Mm -hmm. And bringing all these different fixes does not address that part of the game for me. So I think that the whole thing, so much of it needs to just be reworked and changed. And honestly, I don't have a lot of hope for Anthem until Mm -hmm. Anthem (laughs) two, but I mean, I don't know who knows, maybe in a year it's a complete game. I won't think about it. And then all of a sudden I'll see what they have to offer. And it's like, wow, this is a whole game. Yeah. But I don't know. This next part is is kind of discouraging for anyone oh, yes. who did have hope for uh, some content coming soon. I think yeah, this is definitely the the stake in the uh, in the heart. Yeah. <laughs> so the so the uh, the Reddit post goes on to read: While we have delivered many of Act One's features on time, we are not going to be able to hit all of our goals for the Act One calendar. We have been prioritizing things like bugs, stability, game flow over the new features of Act 1. We set aside time for this work, but the reality is that there is more work to improve and bring fixes that were not planned. Well, this is the best thing for the game now. It means that some items from the calendar need to be delayed. Now, here are the items from the calendar. Mm. Mastery system. That was an entire progression path for your character. Yep. Guilds. No guilds in the game. Legendary missions phase two. Weekly stronghold challenges, leaderboards, some free play events, and lastly, cataclysms. Mm -hmm. Those are everything, right? Major features. (laughs) Yes. This everything. That list was the hope that Mm -hmm. the community had in this game. Yeah. And all of it is delayed and there's no follow-up as to no. when we'll ever see this stuff. Yeah. If ever. And the, the fact of the matter is all of those features, cataclysms, guilds, that mm-hmm. progression path, the mastery system, leaderboards, all those things, none of them exist. Mm-hmm. They're all ideas on a paper and that's it. So, he, so here's the question then, Manny. Mm-hmm. Um, as consumers, and again, I don't want this, I really don't want this to come off negatively because as I've admitted so much, I think our listeners know that I was a holdout, right? Like I still am. I still am a holdout. I, mm-hmm. I think the game is fun. There's something there. I really, I'm rooting for it. But 
Now let's let's try to be objective about this, right? If this were anything else, any other product, right? If this was a, a television, if this was a, a let's say a gaming console, and mm-hmm. it said, "Hey, it's got uh, wireless uh, controllers, right? And it's got all these things, and they, you know, four Ks, right? All the Ks and and all the rays, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. all the ray tracing you could ever want." Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't deliver on those things. Like, I feel like we could take this thing back and say, hey, this isn't doing what it said it was going to do. Can I have my money back? Right. Yeah. Is there a case for that here with this game? Should they not deliver on all of these things? And and how long is long enough for us to say, OK, it's been six months. It's been eight months and we still don't have a cataclysm. We still don't have guilds. We still don't still don't have. The things that you promised us, the reasons that we bought this game, at what point do we actually have a leg to stand on in terms of, you know, refunds? Yeah, it is. It's crazy. They're in no position to give refunds, I think. Yeah. Just because of, you know, yeah, all that money that they spent developing this game. But yeah. you're right, man. You're right. There comes a point where you got to look at what was promised and what was delivered and you know which which bit of it were just lies and ideas on a paper yeah yeah it's it's really uh i think it's a pretty sad situation it is man i think i think regardless of how you feel it is it's sad right uh it's sad for for just the amount of time and and stress that uh you know that the folks that work over there uh were put through uh and then uh you know also you know the the just the hope I think that folks had uh, in this game. We were all very excited about this. And, you know, we got the uh, wool pulled over our, our eyes a little bit. So there's another lesson here, I think, mm-hmm. you know. Division yeah. taught us one thing, right? Don't pre-order. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I think there's a lesson here in in, uh, in Anthem also, right? Maybe, maybe there is something to be said about, you know what? Let's let this kind of simmer a little bit. Let's let this mm-hmm. sort of, you know... But yeah. they try to entice us so much with with pre-order bonuses and, and all these things that end up just being cosmetics, man. You know, how much did they give people for the legendary edition of this game? And now in this position that we're in, how much are those items worth? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what was it? A gun? A gun to help you level up and some skins? Like, is it worth jumping on super early for that? When six months down the line, a lot of us are just like totally disappointed in this game, right? Some people didn't even finish leveling the the story mode, right? Because it's just completely broken. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Maybe there's something to be said about like, you know, I'm just going to sit tight. I'm going to sit tight for a good while uh, and let this game come out and let's start seeing the reviews. And let's, especially the live service game, right? Because I feel like it takes a, a while, a month even for people to get into Endgame and then say, okay. This is what you have to do. This is a worthy chase. I don't know. I, I think I've been, I'm maybe considering this stuff a little more <laughs> yeah. than some folks. Uh, of course, you know, there's games like The Division that pretty much from the get-go had, like, I, I think this still illustrates to me how well Massive handled their launch, the development of their game, everything. Like, um, if you're going to do it, that's a good template to follow. Totally agree, man. And, you know, Bioware, unfortunately, is just 
another developer that is getting tacked on to my list of companies that I no longer trust. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Yep. And, uh, Bethesda's at the top of that list, buddy. Oof. (laughs) Oof. Although, man, now, now, now standing on this side of it, Mm -hmm. man, I almost feel like, yeah, you know what? Fallout 76 had a rough launch, but now I'm just like, ooh, did they not deliver on the things they said they were going to deliver? On, yeah. You know? It's crazy. Did, did they leave anything out? Because this game did. This game left a lot out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Fallout oh, is in gosh. a much better state right now. than. Well, man, let's hope, let's hope that, uh, you know, just for the sake of experiencing the game the way it was envisioned uh that mm-hmm. they can that they can do something and that uh and that we that we get to enjoy it at some point one day buddy <laughs> there you go <laughs> lastly let's talk a little bit about epic oh snap oh snap hey, so you know what before you get into this i want to properly present this to our listeners in this story i feel like epic is you uh, okay. and i'm steam uh, okay. When it comes to, uh, you know, like being called out and put on blast <laughs> <laughs> in public. Uh, I think uh, Steam likes it, though, deep inside. <laughs> Steam's like, it's okay. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. So, all right, dude. Tim Sweeney of Epic mm. Games challenges Steam on the 30% cut. Mm. Mm. Andy, how about you read that? Because I can't read. Okay. Ready? Okay. Yeah, buddy. What is what does Tim say on Twitter? It's uh, uh well, Tim uh says if Steam committed to a permanent eighty eight eighty eight percent revenue share for all developers and publishers without major strings attached, Epic would hastily organize a retreat from exclusive while honoring our partner commitments and consider putting our own games on Steam. Wow. Mm-hmm. What a deal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I like I was telling you earlier man I I don't like if I'm Steam I'm all like no <laughs> we'll just do I'm just going to do what I've been doing and you can go away <laughs> you know it's just yes. I don't know what what uh Sweeney's angle is here like what do you want to accomplish you know I don't know you know I was thinking about this and the only thing I can think of really is that they regret their decision to be doing all this stuff and they're like you know what let's just kind of just shift the focus onto steam for a while and now everybody's looking at steam to see if they're going to change their their revenue share right so i think in tim's mind he's like i just put the ball in someone else's court yeah but yeah why why would steam play ball here like this doesn't make any sense to me yeah they aren't incentivized to to i don't think you're they don't have anything to lose, right? Like we talked about this in the past, right? Like you, you were mentioning, you know, Steam. Uh, w- well, we, yeah, I say you, we were talking about what Steam should do, right? Should they, you know, give, reevaluate their, their breakdown? Should they do this? Should they do that? And, uh, and then, you know, I mentioned that, well, you know, like, why not just not do anything, you know, like mm-hmm. everyone else is fighting their battle for them, right? They're just yeah, sitting there. Yeah. It's not like people are complaining about how much it costs to buy games on Steam. You know, they're just, they're saying how much better of a service Steam is and they protect the, you know, their, their information and all these other, all these features that mm-hmm. it has, right? 
Um, and same here. It's like, what are you doing? You know, like Steve. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They'd be like, no. <laughs> yeah. Steam should come back and they say, you know, we'll, we'll consider it if Epic Games puts uh, a lot of new features onto their store, like a friends list. <laughs> forums <laughs> review system like you know yeah. security right like there's so many things that makes steam 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 is yeah. it's a platform you know and yes it's free to just download off epic or steam but people are attached to steam the same way that you're attached to your xbox or you're mm -hmm. attached to your playstation right regardless of the price of entry for xbox if somebody said, here, I'll give you this brand new box. You don't have to pay for it. Just play these exclusive games here. By the way, you have no friends list. You have no achievements. You have yeah. all these little things that people really like. Mm -hmm. It's just not there. So I don't know. It's it's not the exact same, right? Because you don't have to pay money to use Steam or Epic the same way you have to pay money to use a console. Mm -hmm. But people love Steam for what it has to offer. So I don't, I don't know what Epic's doing here. This doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, who knows, because man? Make especially since they have already come out and said that twelve percent revenue is not enough in a lot of markets. Just because you know money works differently in different places. So some places it's not twelve percent. Mm. So I don't know what Epic's playing at. Yeah, who knows, man? Who knows? And I mean, as we've learned, right? Like even on Epic, the way the breakdown plays out aren't the consumers still paying like don't they have to pay a a fee or something like that to yeah in some markets I there is additional fees that are tacked uh -huh. on to the actual price of the game yeah so i mean who knows dude who knows oh no you know what i was thinking about how they were selling wasn't it the division two that they were selling cheaper like 10 bucks or something there yes there have been games where they were less expensive yes mm -hmm. so anyway the point is, those breakdowns aren't always don't always fall in our favor, you know. True, true. <laughs> it's like that money gets made up somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, so until you know, until you uh, you figure out or they tell us what our out the door price is, uh, saving twenty dollars, twenty five dollars on a game might be worth it, mm -hmm. uh, especially over. And if you get them exclusive, you know, first on that launcher. But, you know, 2 or $3, I don't know that that makes that much of a difference, especially when I'm talking about uh, having all those features that you mentioned, right? And uh, let alone security. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, man, who knows? Who knows, it's interesting. man? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if this will ever kind of pan out mm -hmm. to mean anything, but they're well, still throwing blows. T tune in next week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when Steam responds or not. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Andy, I think that's a show, buddy. All right, bud. We did it. We did do it. But before we peace out, we want to say thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. We greatly appreciate it. And we want to give a special shout out to our friend Alex, who has increased his pledge. We thank you so much. And Andy, we started doing something new with Patreon. We did. We. That's right. We. Even though you did all of the work, but yes, we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we have multiple tiers, just like any Patreon mm -hmm. uh, does. We do have a tier that starts at three bucks. Mm -hmm. Anyone who pledges at that amount and above, uh, I will mail you some stickers. 
yeah. some cool sticker swag that I had made. And I've been uh, writing on envelopes and, and sticking stamps on things yeah. this morning. Nice, so, yeah, dude. They're very nice. Cool. They're very nice stickers, dude. They're super cool. I like them yeah, a lot, dude. man. Yours are, uh, yours are in the mail. Oh, aren't you the sweetest? <laughs> <laughs> and our uh, patron-only podcast is coming very soon. We're going to be look to recording that, uh, look to be recording that sometime this week. And we'll get that up on the Patreon feed. Nice. So, uh, lastly, Andy, we have a new review on iTunes. Oh, wow. How exciting. Cool, dude. You want to read that? Yes. From our very good friend and fellow podcaster, a.k.a. Gear Dad, entertaining with very fair takes. If you want to show that knows what constructive criticism and discussion is, look no further. This is the kind of show that makes the gaming industry and community better. Keep up the great work, dudes. I feel like when he says all those really smart, nice things, he's talking about you. He's definitely talking about you. Ow. He Stop sent me a it. message. He said it was for you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sweet. Hey, he's coming on, right? Yes. He, awesome. surprise, <laughs> he's going to be a guest host for next week's episode. Ooh, did I spill the beans? Oh, uh, that's fine. You know what? Beans the magic of editing, you can pick those beans back up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will leave the beans, beans included in this week's nice. show. Nice. Beans are great. <laughs> I'm hungry now. I'm, I'm go, hungry too. Uh, I'm going to go have some tacos. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for hanging out with me, everybody. Thanks for hanging out, Andy. Good to talk oh, to you, you again, buddy. Likewise, bud. So if you want to get a hold of us, go to gamingadventureclub.com and uh, leave us a message. Do it. And more importantly, go to gamingadventureclub.com slash discord and join the club, everybody. Oh, yeah. It's fun in there. Jump on in. Lots of new faces. Yes, a lot of new people have been coming in. Super exciting. Everybody is super positive and welcoming. And if you're not, we just kick you out. But no, it's a, it's a good place. Very good place. A lot of people. And yes, a lot of new people have been coming in. And I really, really appreciate everybody. Thank you. For sure. For sure. So until next time, my friends, have an adventurous week and take care of each other.